Hello? Steve-O. Hey. Hey. You got time for a podcast? I do. Is this thing recording? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I forgot what the new software I'm using this year. I got to click an extra button to merge the calls, and I didn't do that last week, so it was totally my fault, and uh, I'm still mad at myself a week later because that was a good podcast. I, th- uh, I think that might have been one of our best podcasts ever. <laughs> Uh yeah, that was a good one. Uh yeah, we covered just about everything that was going on in the life of fellas. So it's gonna be hard to repeat it this week, but we'll give it a try. Um Yeah, I mean there's only a couple of things I think we need to retouch on, otherwise it's probably too late on most items, but I've got a got a nice little roster of topics for us to cover tonight. Okay. All right, yeah, I I don't really have anything. It's just halfway through the season now, I mean, we can kind of really start whittling teams out that are out of contention and some teams that are uh, still undefeated. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, yeah, we can definitely kind of see what's what's left over the second half of the season. What are some of your topics? Where do you want to start? Um, first off, you, can you hear me okay? Because it's very staticky on my end. Uh, yeah, I hear you fine. So hope it's not, you know, it's not gonna be what everyone hears. Um, geez, I think I think we gotta start not quite with the highest scoring game in league history, but that Aceto is fourteen and zero. He's undefeated through seven weeks. If he can get through one more week, he's gonna get through the first two months. He's gonna make it to November undefeated. Yeah, he got. Uh, he he had luck, and there's always luck involved. When you get these runs uh, with the, with the uh, refugees, they only scored 25 points. And I want to talk about their quarterback situation a little bit. They started Trevor Simeon, who's right up there with Joe Flacco right now. Uh, but Carson Palmer gets injured for the brothers, and uh, that was probably the difference. Um, uh, yeah, and then the White Guys were, were pretty solid again with Todd Gurley, who's uh, going to be in the MVP discussion. But uh, what, what did you think? I hang on, I'm just trying to get closer to the phone base here, maybe maybe that's what it is. Just every time you talk it just it's like a wobble. Hmm. Um yeah, I think it's it's been absolutely incredible. Like like I was telling you last week, I would I would probably either spend half my day just looking at the standings and admiring it, or I would uh I'd probably snap a screenshot and just kick my kids off my phone, and just every time I turn my phone on, there'd just be, it'd be like the uh, the AFC West standings. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's you know you you look through because I can I can dig a little deeper and I can see everyone's team manager, um, the white guys. They you know they've kind of leveled off, you know, they're, they're kind of only putting up like 40 points a week, and, you know, so they're not really blowing anyone out anymore, and, you know, you can see the the Mallers just gaining on them, and the, the points scored, and then the Refugees, let me pull them up really quick, um, I mean, yeah, they had 63 in week six, but yeah, 20, 25-13 last week, they got a brothers team that's just decimated so I, th- I think heading into week eight the 
refugees. We've got the merry men and the white guys. We've got the huskers. I think I think at least one of them is going to go down. I don't think both will go down, but I, I just think there's a decent chance one of those two teams can get lucky and, and end his, his Cinderella run here. Yeah, um, yeah, the Huskers, you know, they're so up and down. You, they can score 50, they can score 20. Uh, last week he struggled to get the 37. He needed, needed Russell Wilson to put up 22 of that. Uh, Graham Gano, his kicker, is injured. <laughs> Does Kevin have to make another kicker move? I think Graham Gano is out this week, if I, if I read that correctly. Oh, wow, uh, I, I didn't see that. Man. Yeah, they worked out uh, a bunch of kickers today. Um, sure there wasn't the Cowboys? It was the Cowboys and the Panthers. They both, because oh, uh, the, the Cowboys signed uh, Mike Nugent. The, the Panthers worked out Koo, Jason Myers, and somebody else. We're going to pick one to start this week. So Kevin's probably going to make them. I, I wouldn't care so much about Bailey, except um, I have the Eagles kicker, and he's going to buy on week 10. So I was like, great. I'm going to have to pick up a kicker and cut Bailey, who I love, because I'm not carrying three kickers through this thing. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think the Huskers are, are not going to win. Because he's got Terrell Pryor, who is basically the. He didn't watch the game last night, but he's basically he was just he wasn't even in the game. He, he made one. Uh, he appeared in one series, dropped a pass, and then caught one. But he's basically wide receiver five now for the Redskins. Randall Cobb, his value is gone. He doesn't buy anyway. Uh, yeah, his no value is gone. Early, no Todd Gurley in this game. No, no Marshall Lynch. Lynch. Uh, the refugees have no. Uh, Fournette this week, so they didn't have him last week either, though. True, true. But I mean, again, they only needed to get 14 points to win last week. Yeah, uh, the, the Huskers. Yeah, it's be interesting to see what Kevin does. He's gonna have a pretty bleak lineup. So I, I don't think the refugees win that one. Uh, the white guys are playing the, the Huskers. Oh, the, the white guys. Yeah, I'll take the white guys. But um, yeah. So, like the Merriman could give him a game. The only thing it's definitely have to pick the right the right um, quarterback. Pittsburgh at Detroit on Sunday night, and Pittsburgh has a shutdown passing defense now. So, like, what do you do? Yeah. Um, so the probably the next biggest story of the week is uh, the Llamas open up with a 43 point lead on Thursday night football. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ari Cooper, we talked about it the week before. He's been putting up yardage totals of like six yards, nine yards, eight yards each of the previous weeks. Explodes for 20 points. Car gets 23. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they open up 43 nothing, And Nick comes all the way back to win it. What, 91 to 70 something here? Yeah. Let me pull it up. That was remarkable because he didn't get. I don't think he got any points out of either of his wide receivers. We scored 91 without, with basically six players. Yeah, yeah his, his receivers totaled 21 yards. Uh, it's 21 yards from his, his receivers. That's incredible. Yeah, he uh, 91 points and and only 16 out of Drew Brees too. I mean, I mean, you'd think to get 91, Brees would have had like a 30 point game, but only 16. Yeah, yeah, definitely like a 28. Four TDs and 300 yards. It's just amazing. But I mean, the chicken season is going to come down to this Ezekiel Elliott suspension. If if he loses yeah. Elliott, their first be... win week two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 
he's he's active. He's he's pursuing some trades to get some receivers, but uh, if he loses Elliott, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough for him. Yeah, he. I just got my first text from him, and oh boy, it's going to be at least five weeks today. Apparently, he's been planning his sister-in-law's wedding. I don't know why. Oh yeah. Why he's planning it, but he's his wedding planning business. Well, Nick is incredible at weddings. I told, I talked to his sister-in-law a couple of weeks ago. I saw her in Atlanta for a Tyler conference, and I first thing I asked her, "What's what's Nick's role in the, in the wedding?" And uh, she told me, "I'm like, well, you make sure you get him involved. That guy knows the ins and outs of weddings. He's probably been in 20 in his life. He just knows where everybody needs to be, what to do, you know, what what drink to order. Uh, he's just the wedding the wedding guy." <laughs> what drink so. to order? Uh, he should run a side business to uh, to help out with weddings and stuff like that. Those uh, flowers are in season for a little <clears throat> Oh, yeah. He knows all that stuff. Oh, this yeah, is your – he'll tell you what centerpiece to go with, uh, you know. He's the wedding guy. Oh, Nick Wood. Glad, glad to have him back. Let's let's get him back. We need we need the, We need the villain of the league back. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. And I'll tell you the third story this weekend. I was texting you like crazy last night. You went to bed, so sorry about that. But uh, Carson Wentz, the guy's unbelievable. He, I've never been in awe like that in a long time. Um, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember the last, play, last quarterback at least. Yeah. Uh, he was insane last night, like just throwing balls all over the place. Uh, he looked one, at one point four guys had four Redskins had collapsed a pocket on him. I looked down at my phone because I just assumed it was a sack. I look up again and he's running for 15 yards. It was just one of the best performances I've seen in a long time. Uh, you got to feel really good about your boy Carson Wentz. Yeah, it is funny because I I went to bed after the first quarter because I stayed up for the entire Patriots game the night before, and. Um, yeah, I go to bed at the end of the first quarter. His quarterback rating is like 1.8 or something like that. Or <laughs> it was horrible, terrible. I'm like, oh, I was like, I already won. I, it doesn't matter. Like, so I go to bed and I wake up. You know, I get up at five and there's all these texts from you. I'm like, what the heck happened? And uh, it was really, it was definitely great today. To, I mean, I didn't have time, much time to really read any articles, but just literally any page you go to about fantasy yeah. or NFL was just, yeah, everyone jerking off Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's what Twitter was like last night. Everybody, uh, Evan Silva, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Matthew Barry, all of them were just like, this is Mike Lombardi. They're all just going nuts on Twitter about Carson Wentz. He's the next great quarterback in the league. And uh, second quarter and third quarter especially, he was just unstoppable. And then Jason Peters, his left tackle, got injured and it looks like he's going to be out for the year. And, uh, there was definitely a change, and you know he was under a lot more pressure. But uh, the, yeah, damage, I'm, I'm the damage, the damage had already been done. Last year, when he he started off hot, and then when Lane Johnson had that like ten game suspension, is when he really tailed off. When his offensive line wasn't really good, so it does make me nervous. Um, I'm definitely excited. You know, I, if I if I'd been playing him the whole season, he'd have 120 points at this point. He's on a 200 and I think five point pace for the season. Which is just yeah, a 200-point player. That's amazing. And we got to talk a little bit about what led to him even getting into the lineup, which was I unloaded Matt Ryan after weeks after the Week 7 games after Aaron Rodgers went down. Right. 
and uh, Matt Ryan just he looks bad. I I watched the first quarter, maybe it's into the second quarter of that game Sunday night, and if you weren't a Patriots fan, the game was boring. I, I never felt like the Falcons were ever going to get back in that game. They're going forward on like fourth and six, fourth and seven. I went to bed. I was like, I'm not watching the rest of this game. This game's over. Uh, the Falcons just look. like that move at the beginning of the game, though, to go for it on fourth. I'm like, yeah, you know, the Patriots' defense sucks. Like, this is what teams should be doing. They should be going for it, like, all four downs the whole game. Like, why punt? Yeah. They're terrible. But yeah. I don't know if it's Matt Ryan or if it's the, it's the know, offensive coordinator. It's definitely – it's mostly the offensive coordinator, like you said, losing the best, probably the best one in the game, Brian Schottenheimer. Um, and, you know, Steve Scott – Casey, and uh, that's most of it, but I think there's a confidence issue, too. I'm just that, losing that Super Bowl that way. But um, The whole game, I was like, why aren't they just running it with Freeman? <clears throat> Every time he touches it, he gets like 10 yards, and I was I was dying because, you know, I went into the game down to, to the big boys, and I needed to beat the big boys to one. I knew I was heading to this tough stretch with the Merriman. Any game I can steal, I want to steal, and then two, Beating the big boys helps out the Mallards, push them down a game on them for the wild card. And, like, you know, I start out, I get a field goal. Oh, no, here comes a Brandon Cooks touchdown, you know, like on, like, some weird shuffle pass. And and then I was just playing catch up from there, and then I finally tied it. And then I tied it, and literally on the next drive, like, within three seconds, he had a two-point lead then a four-point lead. And then I got a field goal, so I'm down one. And yeah, I see. At the end, and like, and they oh, run they just kept getting first down. Like, they'd get a first down after like two runs every time. So yeah, like, see, I thought I thought you took the lead with that last field goal to give you eleven from Guskowski. So I must have done the math wrong because I woke and up and you lost. The kicker of it all was that I I'd, I'd finally benched Howard and picked up Kittles, yeah. and Howard goes off for fourteen on the bench. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a puzzling move by you. I, I don't mind the pickup of Kittle, but I think you got to stick with Howard. Well, he, uh, Howard hadn't even had a target in like two weeks. So, and Kittle's was getting nine targets a game, and then he's playing in a game where he's down forty to three, and he doesn't even. He only ended up playing, goes from ninety percent of the snaps to like twenty five. It made no sense. Yeah. Uh, um, but back to the Mallards, I think is a clear. Super Bowl favorite right now. I think your team, if if they stay healthy, the way like Crabtree, I mean, getting six from him in the last play of the game, you got a lot of things, good things going for you. Ingram's been strong. Now with Adrian Peterson out of the way, I think he'll be better. Evans is usually pretty dependable. Tyreek Hill is, is a really solid. Then you got Chris Hogan. Um, your second Henry, Evan Ingram. I just, yeah. yeah, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I don't know much about Hunter Henry, but... Uh, that team's loaded. It's. I agree. I. You know. I hate to get the the horse before the cart here, but I definitely feel like this is. And you get two extra first round draft picks in the next two drafts now. I, yeah, and I'm, I potentially, uh, but you know, I could potentially. Uh, it won't happen, but you know, I could potentially win it and have the number one pick if it all shook out just right. And you got Jimmy Garoppolo too. And I got Jimmy G coming. That's that was one of the big reasons I did the Ryan trade, was I knew I had a potentially three quarterback log jam coming. And I was like, I got the offer from John, and I was like, geez, I'm not going to get an offer this good next year probably. So I should probably just jump on it. And I'm yeah. glad I did. 
I might be getting ahead too, but I think the bees and the mallards will meet in the NFC Championship. I just have a have a good feeling. I like where the beans are at right now. Uh, I think their lineup is pretty solid. Uh, I might tr- I might try to add one more player. I just want someone more dependable at utility than Gillisley. I mean, Fuller's been playing good. I don't know if he can keep it up, but uh, I might try to add one more player. But I really like the beans, especially with Kirk Cousins. He just he won me the game last night. He's just real, real solid player. I don't know why the Redskins don't like him, but yeah, you're gonna uh, get 16 to 22 every every night out of that guy. So yeah, yeah, I think you know, I I, I think you might be able to get a player in another week or two. I was gonna kind of talk about the trade deadline a little later, but this kind of segues nicely into it. Is you know, we John posted you know a couple weeks ago is what. All every team was within like a game of a, a wild card, and then this week we we finally got a little separation where some teams fell a few games back. And yeah, yeah, I think it'll take one more week or two. I, mean, I know it's week eight and then nine and ten's the deadline, but you know, one more week teams are gonna really start to be like, all right, I gotta I gotta unload some guys, get some picks here, and I think we'll start seeing some moves because there's a Got some competitive guys here, and everyone wants to win this thing. So, yeah, and it seems like wide receiver is going to be the biggest demand. I know you need one. Nick needs them. Uh, there's a couple teams that just need wide receivers. Uh, I think that's going to be the biggest demand uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Nick Nick made me an offer today for a receiver off the Mallards with a running back, and you know everyone's it's it's really weird. It's like just two or three teams seem to have all of them, and then. I actually yeah. looked around in a couple of my other leagues, and it seemed the same way there too. Like where just a few teams seem to have all the wide receivers. So I don't know if it's just something funky going on in the NFL this year, but it's it's weird. Everyone seems to need wide receivers, which is odd considering it's supposed to be a passing league. Yeah, it's really odd. talk about John Kinsman. He has only four wins after seven weeks. What do you make of that? Uh, well, the Dragons were eventually going to start to fade. I mean, they're still... I mean, he'll need to reload that running back in the draft. I mean, he's been drafting late so many years in a row that uh, he hasn't been able to get running backs, but he's got more than more life out of Forte and Gore than anybody could ask for. He's got good wide receivers for a while, so he's got Doug Baldwin, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster looks like he's going to be pretty solid. And he's got Mike Williams as well, yeah. so he's good at wide receivers. So he just needs one running back, and he could be right back uh, in the swing of things next the year. When, back and Aaron Rodgers comes back next year. He's yeah, get back in the mix pretty quick. Yeah. Tangs. I don't think the Tangs are – are too far off either. You know, I, I, he's been, yeah, Camaro's great. I like Camaro a lot. He's got Dak Prescott. He's got the quarterback. Both teams have their quarterback. That's all you need. You can yeah. piece it together from there. Yeah, he, he lost Allen Robinson for the year. That was a big loss. And his receivers have all underachieved. Torrey Smith, Eric Decker, Kenny Britt, Cole Beasley. So he's really just got Des Bryant at receiver, so... 
his roster could probably use in somewhat of an overhaul. I mean, Shane Vereen, Jonathan Stewart, these are guys he should be dealing. Antonio Gates, you know. So some guys on there that he could deal or, or just cut next year. And, yeah, so um, that's one thing I find sometimes is, you know, those guys that, like, you like, you hang on to them at the end of your roster. Like, sometimes you're better off just sharing in the end of that roster just to get some fresh yeah. guys in there, and you, you never know when. Yeah, you're going to get lucky with someone like Aaron Jones or something, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that we can cross uh, both the Tangs and the Dragons out of any uh, playoff picture at this point. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to the playoffs, but I could see the Dragons hanging around enough to, like, just miss the losing playoffs. Or I could see a scenario where, he beats the Mallards like uh, week 13. He doesn't go to the Super Bowl playoffs. Mallards don't go to the playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything blows up in my face. Uh, who do you like in the wild card race in the AFC? Three uh, teams, right? Yeah. Assuming the Merrymen hang on to win the division, uh, which isn't a given yet, but uh, let's say it's yeah, the Buddies, Eaters, and Llamas. And the I don't, I don't the Merrymen. Hang on, to be quite yeah. I mean, I, I really needed that win because I had to have been up three. And then assuming I could beat the Thugs the last week, there's maybe seven wins. So I just got to come up with one more win over the next four weeks. But, uh. Yeah, so I texted you over the weekend. The have dropped two in a row since, since they went on the podcast. Yep. So he's kind of cursed himself. So it's. We've got. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess the Eaters, they've been coming on strong. So, yes, back to the mirror, man, because we talked about this real, just real quick last week. I was smoking mirrors, and they, or maybe you texted me this weekend, and then I was watching uh, the games outside on my patio, and I was trying to think, like, who's on the Merriman because I haven't really paid attention to them this year because the thugs have been so bad. I don't even look at that division. I'm like, yeah. I can't even name a single player on their roster outside of, you know, Big Ben, Stafford, and I knew you kicked Goskowski. I was like, who the hell is on that team? And I, I came up with two players that I could think of off the top of my head. One was C.J. Anderson. Yeah. And the other, I think it was um, John Brown, just because you've had him forever. Those are the only two players I could think of. I'm like, I don't know anybody else on his team. And now I'm looking at it and remembering he had Macklin still you know, Shepard and Thomas Rawls I should have got, but I didn't know anybody else. Oh, yeah, there's some weeks where I'm trying to, like, think, like I usually I can't even remember who's who the wide receivers on the team outside of Martavis Bryant and Sherman Shepard. I'm like, oh, yeah, who am I going to start this week because Shepard's hurt? I'm like, I can't figure this out. Yeah, that's like the all-no-name team is the Merriman. I mean, the, those guys are all like, who, what, you're 5-2 and two with these guys? I mean, what are you – I mean, this is incredible. If it wasn't for a C, though, I mean, one of the year discussions would you'd be, you know, you might be in it. But uh, wow, yeah, those are that's impressive. You've gone five and two with that, those guys. Oh, one point, one point away from six and one. Heck, if I just shown up against the buddies, like maybe it could have been even better. Oh, it's crazy. I'm just really hoping when Kenny Galladay comes back this week and then Shepard the next week, maybe that'll that'll solve my problems there. But I'm sure, I'm sure it won't. I guess, you know what, I'm going to say the Merrymen win the wild card because I'm going to say the Eaters or the Buddies end up taking the division. 
and the Merry Men hang around and get seven wins and, and get the division. I mean, get the wild card. Well, you got one win in your pocket over the Thugs, so that's six. And then you really probably you might win it at seven six. I don't know how the points will shake out, but you know, eight eight wins. So if you win three of your last six, you should be in. Let me see what my – let me pull up my rest of season. Yeah, the listeners don't want to get into this, but uh, – yeah, I go, I got the refugees this week, poop, dragons, eaters, buddies, thugs. Oof. I could definitely lose a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, um, brother, another week, another brother's injury, Carson Palmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's – that's one conversation which we had from last week's podcast is how the brothers streak. And I still want to go and look this up. Maybe John can help me, but I want to see the key player they've lost every single year to like an ACL or Achilles or whatever broken leg over the past five or six years. Cause it must go back six years now. I mean, it's incredible. And now they've lost Beckham and Palmer back to back weeks. The Thugs almost acquired Carson Palmer a couple of weeks ago, so I'm glad I didn't. I just because I wanted a quarterback I could start the rest of the year because there was no yeah. one available. So we were talking about a trade, but I ended up not doing it. Um, but yeah, brothers are just cursed. They're they're definitely cursed. I'm convinced of it. Well, you, usually when you become cursed, something you know you gotta either trade Babe Ruth or you bring a goat into the stadium or not into the stadium or whatever, like, what do you think triggered this brother's curse? Um, I wonder if it's something that happens. I don't know. I think it has to do with his uh, fall trips to the mountains in Colorado to take advantage of some of Colorado's uh, laws. And when he comes back, I think something happens and it just screws up the earth's rotation and one of his players goes down. So, uh, I'm going to have time this fall when I'm nesting for the before the baby comes to do an investigative journalism into the brother's curse and how far it goes back and get to the bottom of this. I will promise the wife of fellow audience an article on that sometime right, in November. That would be good. I know, I know the curse of the brother. So I'll, I'll work with John. We'll look at who got injured each year and uh, figure out what get to the bottom of this. It'll be kind of like sixty minutes for YFL. Oh, poor brothers. Do you have a minute to talk Huskers football? They were they were right beside the brothers because that's how bad the situation's gotten in Huskerville. That <laughs> I thought we should talk about them at the same time as the brothers. <laughs> well, we talked last week about Joe Flacco, which was a very. Uh, I wish people had the, had heard that conversation because I'm convinced he's probably the worst player in the WFL. Um, he's gonna be one of, like he's got one of the worst autocorrects. Like anytime I text Kevin about him, it just yeah. automatically changes it to flaccid. Yeah. So he he did throw a touchdown last week. It must have been like in garbage time or something. I don't know when he got it, but uh, I thought he was looking at his third straight goose egg for a while. Um, now, granted, his receivers are all injured, but I mean, come on. Uh, the Jets are thrown to Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson and scoring like three or four touchdowns a game. <laughs> the Ravens. Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I would just be so. I'd be trying to unload Flacco for anything at this point. I'm like, I'm just so t- tired of his zero point efforts and uh, I don't know how Kevin does it. He 
maybe he did this weekend. Apparently, he made a sneak visit into Maine this past weekend with, without alerting anyone. He likes to do that, or he'll tell you like a few days later, like, oh, yeah, I was in Maine. You're like, oh, it's good to see you. Oh, yeah, I guess he was in Maine. What's that? I guess he was in Maine. He was dialed in on the Yankees playoffs. I know that. Um, But uh, what else is going on with the Huskers? I mean, they got Marshawn Lynch Uh, getting kicked out of the game. He's been trying to unload a – he hasn't tried too hard yet to um, get rid of a a wide receiver. But I'm like, I don't even know what I I would give you, Kevin. Like, they're just not worth anything. And then – and trying to unload Cameron Braid. He was definitely rubbing it in today that I should have traded for Braid last week when he was trying to because I would have – the Merriman would have won. But he's uh, he's riding hard, hard uh, high on the Marlon Mack train right now. He's – I think he's just kind of getting ready for, for 2018 at this point. He's he's so frustrated Man. fed up. Yeah, I, I, he must be the most frustrated owner in the league. I mean, that Ray Rice trade set him back at least five years. I mean, he's still recovering from that. Uh, that trade did not set him back five years. I, I've already blown all the, the picks and stuff I got from that. I'm doing fine. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he's never really recovered from it. Um, it it's okay. He, it wouldn't have mattered because he would have only gotten, uh, I think, C.J. Anderson out of it. So. Yeah. But yeah, Russell Wilson just so up and down. That drives him insane. I think if someone – wanted Russell Wilson, he would trade him. I yeah. think he would blow up his whole quarterback situation. But yep. you know, David Johnson comes back next year, that changes that changes a lot of things. But yeah. his receivers went from looking like he had some depth there the first couple of weeks to they're just terrible. And but he's got Zach Ertz, which is which is nice. Ertz has been a stud. Yeah. Yeah, he's been really good. I was Playing against him in another league last night and scared to death. What's that? Let's not forget he took March on Lynch over Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's how desperate he is to win this year. He he went with Lynch. I would have never touched Lynch. Um, but yeah. Well, that's enough Huskers football talk. Times are ahead, Kevin. I think that's why he's he's been focused on like name changes for both teams. He's just. He's looking for something else to do in the league. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's enough Huskers football talk. They've got two wins, I think. Um, I don't know if there's any other real big news to cover. Um, Oh, I got, I got one. I read that. Like, just think of this. Like, the Browns passed on Wentz last year and then traded the pick that was Deshaun Watson this year. Like, I know. How bad are the Browns? Yeah, they uh, they were. That was all of the sports talk radio today, this morning, and then on my drive home on uh, Mad Dog Radio, um, they were talking about how the Browns just can't get it right. If they p- take a quarterback, he stinks. If they don't take a quarterback, that quarterback's great on another team. So uh, that that I don't I don't know when the Browns are ever going to be good. It's gotten pretty bad that they just I don't know they're so dysfunctional and uh, I don't know what to think of it. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, they're 
I don't ever see it changing. I think Hugh Jackson's going to get fired after this year. I don't think they're going to give anyone a chance to uh, to finally cash in all those draft picks they've been uh, piling up. But uh, let's uh, let's just go down through the Week Eight games. Big Thursday night football game this week: Miami at Baltimore. Oh. oh, well, I texted you this weekend, so I'm watching the Jets game. I'm probably the only person watching Sunday Ticket Jets-Dolphins, but I watched that whole Jets game. Jets were looking great. Jay Cutler was – he actually probably played his best game of the year, but he was still pretty bad. The Jets knock him out of the game, and I immediately text you. I'm like, they're looking good, but they just freaking knocked Cutler out of the game. I'm pissed. And sure enough, Matt Moore just chewed him up in the, in the last – 15 minutes of the game and, and they lost. I was so mad. Like the Jets would have been four and three, uh, you know, right in the thick of things, and they they knock Cutler out of the game. That, that's gonna be rule number one. You play the Dolphins. Don't hit Cutler. Just let them throw interceptions. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Dolphins are somehow what are they four and two now? I mean that's unbelievable. They yeah, stink. They, yeah, they have like a winning record. They like they might be a wild card team. They're fourteen. They're like fourteen and four in their last eighteen games or something. They stink. They they are not a good team, but uh, they're probably better with Matt Moore. They'll beat the Ravens, so they're going to be five and two because the Ravens are even worse than the Dolphins. This is going to be um, like a, a seventeen nine game. Justin Tucker will kick three field goals, and uh, the Dolphins win that one. So uh, yeah, it's that's going to be that'll be exciting stuff. I'm I'm gonna. Not tune into that game whatsoever. There, there will only be three fantasy players. Well, Matt, someone's going to pick up Matt Moore because he's going to probably start the rest of the year. But um, there will be Jay Ajayi, Jarvis Landry, and Justin Tucker. That's it. I, I, if Macklin plays, I might have to trot him out there with the Merrymen because I've only got two receivers right now. It okay. wasn't Bryant, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bryant is suspended. Like they announced that like Sunday morning or something. He's, like benched for the week. Yeah, he's not planning on to be on the team. So uh, we get first game up this week, Eaters and the Bear. I don't know. Neither guys got their lineup in yet, so I'm not sure how bad the buys hit either of them. I don't think too bad. But I'll tell you what, the, the Bear are pretty, pretty much Tom Brady in his fourth and fifth receiving options, James Way and Amendola. And then they have uh, a really good kicker who put up like 15 against me, I forget his name, Zerline, uh, and T.Y. Hilton, who has no value anymore without luck in there. So it's pretty much Tom Brady and Zerline versus the rest of the team. Yeah, I I think the Eaters pick up yet another win. That's going to probably be be their, I think, third win in a row. So Yeah. Then we got, right now, Big Ben and the Merrymen against Trevor Simeon and the Refugees. Oh, I got Latavius Murray in there because I have no Aaron Jones this week. This is, so the Refugees have to play. Who's their quarterbacks? They have to play Simeon? They have uh, They could play Trubisky. They'll play, they could play Trubisky. Uh, man. Trubisky's going to New Orleans. God, I feel like the Refugees have 10 quarterbacks on their rosters, and they do. None of them are any good. Is Kaepernick still on the team, or did he finally get cut? He cut him. He's got Jacoby Brissett. I don't know who he starts. They all stink. That's, uh, I mean, he's got to make a move. Why doesn't he just offer me something for Mariota? I mean, 
offers him from Mariota. I mean, it would probably have to be Kelsey. Let's say you have to be Kelsey. It. I mean, you get a. You kind of almost have to say, "Hey, look what you've just got for Matt Ryan." Like you got to yeah, do at least that. I'd have. I'd have to be blown away because. Quarterbacks are such a commodity in the league, but anyway, he he needs to make a move for a quarterback. Uh, anything's an upgrade over those guys. I mean, he's seven and all. He's got to do something. Um, yeah. Man, who cares about your first round pick? Throw is even if, you know that's a throwaway. That's going into a trade, and then you know give up a little something. This is a matchup of seven and overs, five and two, and both these teams are not very good. Um. At least the lineups, the quarter. I mean, there's big holes in each lineup. I should say they're both good teams, but there's holes. Man, quarterback to have twelve, Anderson to get ten, then Gustowski to have a double-digit game, and I think I can pull it out. Wow, he doesn't even. I mean, his kickers aren't even that good. I mean, Janikowski's not even playing. I mean, yeah, don't get no kicker this week yet. He's gonna pick one up. Wow, I, I think, I think the Merriman win. I just do. It's gonna be in the thirties. I'll take the Merryman. No Fournette. So he's got Gronk and Kelsey, and Aguilar's been playing pretty well. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, I, I feel pretty good that the Merryman win this one. It'll be in low scoring in the 30s, but uh, I think he pulled it out. So I think this one, I think it'll come down to Monday night. It's definitely going to go down to these night games because we're going to have a, a bunch of Merryman go on Sunday night and then Kelsey versus Anderson on Monday night. I am going to be exhausted next week. I can't take all these late nights. I think the refugees are just going to... Oh, it's right. going to have the quarterback going on Monday night, too. Christ. Um, yeah, he's going to start simming. Yeah, he's going to start simming again this week. This game's going to be pretty high scoring, I would think. Or at least the Broncos are going to be playing from behind, so they'll they'll throw the ball. Again, the Broncos have only scored like seven points the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, they gotta, they gotta get going here. Thugs, mamas. Right. Oh God. <laughs> Hollywood Higgins still in the lineup. Terrence West. Oh my gosh, this team is so bad. Uh, I've got a lot of buys and injuries, Steve. I'm doing the best I can. I got one waiver move left, and I don't know how to use it, but doing the best I can here. Well, next year maybe you'll have Luck and Cook back. I will. I better have him back. Luck Cook in a top three pick. That you'll be better. You'll be in better shape. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Llamas in a in a route. I did put up thirty six points this week, and I got nothing out of my quarterback. So. I was, I was like, I'm like, why didn't he get the like thirty six points? What the hell? What? How did this happen? Yeah, that Paul Richardson like... scores a touchdown like every other game. He's got. It's incredible. And then same with thing with Curse. He's got, I think he's got four touchdowns this year. Oh yeah, you uh, got 18 from four baths against me. That's that's yeah, what you did. And then the Vikings just kick field goals left and right. So, but uh, uh, yeah, llamas in a route. Buddies, tanks. No, no Derrick Henry. He doesn't have his lineup in, but I know he's got no Derrick Henry. I think that's probably the biggest. Lost, but he's he's like hit or miss each week. Um, yeah. Who do the buddies start at kicker? Tucker or uh, Butker? I'm gonna guess he'll go with a Monday night guy just for the drama of it. 
so he'd probably go with Butker. And who does Houston play? Houston at Seattle. That's tough. I'm I'm gonna say the Tangs Tangs pull it out thirty five thirty. Yeah, that that Houston Seattle game will be good. Um Refugees should make a move for one of Mike's kickers. Uh, he's got two good ones and they need one. He should make a move. But um yeah, it's gonna be good. The buddies are really good. Uh they just you know, last week they ran into the a red hot beans team and then this week they were you know, Watson. Um and Henry just sucked. Uh I'll I'll I'm gonna uh, I'll stay with the buddies. I think they pull it out. Buddies are they're they've much improved, but I, until they get something, anything from those running backs. Once those running backs finally get going, then he's going to be a really dangerous team. But He's another team that needs wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> I think there's seven or eight teams that need wide receivers. It's crazy. It's it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation around the league. I think we need to have someone look into it. Uh, yeah. Dragons, Beans. I'll be I'll be rooting hard for you. Um, I am not hurt by bye. I know that. I put in my lineup. It's it's pretty decent. I like it. Uh, the Dragons, of course, do not have. Oh, but the Matt Ryan going against the Jets. I think he'll have a decent game. But it is in New York. He doesn't play as well on the road. Uh, I'll I'll take the Beans to keep keep this thing moving. But um, this is going to be another close game. There's no way the Dragons are going to have another 18 point week. Because Julio Jones potentially cancel out anything Matt Ryan. Might he doesn't cancel. <laughs> That'd be nice. He's got one touchdown of the year, so I'm not not too confident in that. But uh, definitely not worried about Forte scoring. Definitely not too worried about Gore. But his receivers are solid. I think Deshaun Jackson gets a TD this week. He's playing Carolina. Yep, he's due for one. I I, I think the Beans. I think the Beans are safe to win this one. Yeah, I'll say Beans forty to thirty. Okay. All right, are you ready for this one? This is gonna be a, this is gonna be one of the toughest ones you pick all week, but Mallards versus Brothers. Oh wow! Cutler hurt. Who's he starting quarterback? He's got to pick Cutler up Matt Moore. Goff by. <sighs> wow. I don't know. I gotta see if he's ahead of me. I might be picking up Matt Moore to have for Week Ten. So he's I'm third. Like, he's third in the list, so he'll get him. Yeah. Unless the refugees going on over the Dragons, but. There's also uh, Cody Kessler might start this week for the Browns. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's got Green Bay on by, so no Jordy Nelson. I don't even know how he's. I don't even know what type of roster he's going to get trotted out there. Yeah, the brothers and the thugs. I mean, God, I hope they probably don't play each other this year. But or they may, maybe they already did. I think they played a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I played them a couple weeks ago. Wow, that was tough, tough. I don't want to see Christian McCaffrey go down with injury. I'll draw the line there, Steve. What do you think? We can't have McCaffrey go down with a season-ending injury, right? No, I don't think so. But it's funny because I'm sure you listen to the Bill Simmons uh, guest lines with Cousin Sal, right? Love it. Yeah, I love it. So, like, Tate, Tate hates him. You know, he's a big Carolina guy, and he hates McCaffrey. He thinks he's a, a fraud. Hmm. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think McCaffrey will get hurt. But yeah, I'll, with, I think I'll take the Mallards fifty to ten. Yep. Boys, here's a big game. This is a big game for wild card. Assuming the Beans hang on over that another division there. Boys, chickens. Yeah, this is a big game. This is a game of the week. Uh, just because it has, you know, 
huge wild card implications. Most, pretty much full strength teams um, for the most part here. Uh, yep, Ezekiel up. Elliott's playing at least one more week. I mean, this is how bad the wide receiver thing is in the league. Philip Dorsett, wide receiver five of the Patriots, who doesn't play, is in the chickens lineup. Mm. Yeah, he's not that good. Um, wow. Coming off a 91-point week, this usually means you're scoring 20 the next week. That's always how it works. Yeah. Um, I'll, ta- I'll take the boys to keep steamrolling and getting – Keeping things, the pressure on you um, and the and the white guys. Dallas, I'll take the boys. See, Dallas has Washington. Buffalo is playing Oakland. Who Cincinnati play? Cincinnati is hosting Indianapolis. Okay, they should know. be able. They should yeah, be able to move the ball. Boys, I take the boys, forty-five, forty-three. Okay. That will be a good one. That will be a good game. Then we get Huskers white guys again. He needs a kicker. Anthony, how do? That's really weird. You end up with both his kickers on by the same week. And the Huskers need a kicker, right? Let me. Yeah, I guess now I didn't. I didn't. I didn't heard about Graham Gano. Let me just check that again because I kind of read it fast because I don't have Gano in any of my leagues. But uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Graham Gano is dealing with knee soreness. Sore and then Roto World writes, kickers, of course, are people too. Gano is expected to kick in Sunday's game, but he comes becomes a riskier fantasy option due to the injury. So he's expected to kick, but who knows? Another um, game coming down to Monday. This Monday night football game is going to really – might really swing a lot of games. Which one of the see those teams we were just talking about? The refugees. Now we're talking about the white guys. Now we're talking about the white guys against the are Huskers. Are they just because they're both undefeated? <laughs> yes. They just seem similar. Well, I was just thinking that the white guys are going to reunite with Mike Nugent. Ah, that's right. Long time kicker. He'll probably, uh, he might pick up, jo- I don't know, Josh Lambeau maybe, Robbie Gould still out there, Chandler Concerio. Cody Parkey. There's some all right guys. I'll say this. If the refugees beat the Merrymen, then I think the white guys are going down to the Huskers. I really feel like this week one team's going down. I think it's the I think it's the refugees. I think the white guys are good enough to beat the Huskers. I mean he's got Alex Smith, Todd Gurley, Cream Hunt, Michael Thomas. No no Todd Gurley this week. Oh, no, girly. Okay. So it'll be a little closer. Smith, Hunt, Thielen, Stills, Thomas, Rudolph, and Ginn. Stills is not a bad start. He gets a ton of targets in the red zone. He always scores touchdowns. So. Um, We've got uh, Wilson, Mack, Buck Allen, Doxon, Devontae Parker, if he ever plays again, Bray, Gano, and Hurts. This game's going to be in the 30s, I think. I don't know who's going to win this one. I'm going to. That's the white guys. That's another tough game. Kevin had no luck this year. I'll say the white guys because he's got all the luck. I'll stick with that. But I do think the Mary Men are going to knock out the refugees. I hope you're right. Well, I think that wraps up everything for week eight or 
Yeah, so we got week eight. Can you believe it's already week eight? It goes by so fast every time. Yeah, the league's been a lot of fun this year. Um, I definitely apologize for my month of hiatus, but I was just so busy. I'm glad you guys kept the podcast going, even though I wasn't allowed on my podcast. I'll say that. Um, I've got a few more weeks of podcasts in me, and then I'll let Kevin take it over when this this baby comes. But uh, definitely going to churn out a few articles here. I've already promised one. I'll get that one out. Um, Maybe this week. Maybe I'll put one out this week. And then I'm definitely going to do the piece on the brothers in November. Uh, That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, make sure your editor uh, holds you to it. Yeah, it's going to be. Hello? Acido's still undefeated. We've got the trade deadline coming. So many teams need something. And you know, a lot of the guys contending are are guys that are willing to pull the trigger and make a move. So it should be it should be fun getting getting through these next few weeks before we, we can start back up with those divisional games to finish things up. Yeah, yeah. Well fun. All right, Bob. Well I will uh I will catch you next time. All right, Steve. Have a good Halloween with the kiddos. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you. Bye.